to Behavior and Bullshit, where we talk about behavior in all types of ways that relate back to real life. We are your hosts, Lauren, the pop culture analyst, and Rachel, the Calabama behavior analyst, and it is season two. Guess what? Guess what? We're back. We are medicated. We are dedicated. We are so ready for this. The Okay medicated and dedicated is going to be on a sweatshirt oh absolutely if anyone steals this idea i'm coming for you yeah this was a genuine Guns raw ablazing. realness and that's intellectual property i'm writing that down that's, that's amazing medicated and dedicated we are so pumped to be here for season two we are pumped that y'all are listening we are pumped that we now have some subscribers to our supercast and we're just excited to keep going and keep growing. Um, Sorry for that loud sound if anyone heard that. I didn't, but... If you didn't, no one else did. Great. So with season two, we're going to get a little more organized. Both of us are on Adderall now. Mm. So expect a bit more put-togetherness. Expect some more coherent thoughts. There will still be plenty of incoherent thoughts. Yes. I mean... We are, if anything, if nothing, unapologetically unhinged. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's season two, I want to reiterate some of our disclaimers. Good we idea. are just our own two people. We The views that we espouse on this podcast do not represent our workplace. Um, our employers are the BACB. None of that. It's just our thoughts, so take it or leave it. Um, We're going to say naughty words. It's in the title of our podcast, so again, take it or leave it. Um, We know that we're not for everybody, but we hope that we're for you. Again, these are our opinions. These are our thoughts. These are our conceptualizations of things, so we hope that you learn something. If you don't like us, scroll on by. Don't be a dick, but if you do like us- if you do like us leave a review give us some give us a couple of stars five if you're nasty and a little review we will love that that really helps us out how was your first christmas as a mother my son gifted me four hours of consecutive sleep oh my god four hours in a row four hours in a row he's hasn't done it since well you know it was christmas it was christmas so um, he did that and I slept. For, I was asleep before Kevin put him to sleep because I fell asleep on the floor. Wow. In front of the Christmas tree with all the lights on. Well, you know, holiday spirit and all. Yeah, I was tired. And, you know, so but it was good. It was, you know, my first time away from home for the holidays. So it was definitely hard. Yeah. Um, but also. I feel like if I were home with him, it would have been, like, chaos. Dude, and, like, the flight situation going on with this polar vortex that happened this weekend. I've only seen awful things about the Southwest. Like, just people, like, driving. Yeah. And my parents are supposed to come out next week. Well, let's hope that there's not another polar vortex. I don't think there's supposed to be. Out here, not right here. It's fucking 
50s in Colorado right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's warmed back up. We're getting like tornado weather, tornado type weather this weekend. And I'm like, ooh, sick. We love the uh, polar opposites. We here at Behavior and Bullshit believe in climate change. We do. And I'm just going to put a stamp on that right now. Yeah, absolutely. These once in a generation things, they're happening more than once in a generation. So I think we should rename them. Um, I don't know what. I'm not a a climate scientist. But if they're happening Um, more than once. Infrequent, but happens weather pattern. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen all the time, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be intense. So we should right. start like adjusting things. Looking at right. you, Texas. Hello. Um, what you drinking? Okay. This is a ninety percent champagne. Holy shit! Like, like the glass is ninety percent. Like the drink that I made. Oh, I'm like not like the alcohol content. I would I be dead on the floor. Yeah, I don't know alcohol content math, but that sounded like a no, lot. No, 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 no. Okay, no. so like, the this drink itself, like in the glass itself, is ninety percent champagne, five percent Chambord, then we'll call it like seven percent Chambord, and then three percent orange juice. Okay, all right. It's a mimosa, but it's on steroids. You need to know, you know. And I'm also drinking a coffee. Okay, that's fair. I've had a glass of water today. <laughs> So I hydrated. I can do this. I hydrated <laughs> at least once today. Perfect. Have I eaten today? Mm-mm. Anybody's guess? No. The answer is no. Oh, okay. All right. I when have, have about... I had time to sit down? I haven't. I don't know. I have about 14 pounds of pasta fujoule in my fridge and freezer. Okay. It looks delicious. It's so good. And like, I honey. want it so. I love recipes where I can just throw shit in a pot and it mm-hmm. is like good to go. And we got I've never made it before. You're gonna have to send me the recipe. It's so easy. It's got protein, it's got carbs, it's got veggies. Mm-hmm. It is so hearty and delicious. And what I got for Christmas was a cold or something. I don't know. All of my clients have been sick. A virus. Some sort of virus. I tested negative for the flu, COVID, good. and good. strep. But my doctor okay. was like well, the test can sometimes be wrong. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I feel I, like it's just like a nice virus of the of the season. You I mean your clients? Merry Christmas to me. Yeah. What I, are you drinking? I want to know. You said you're gonna wait okay. to tell me. So I think I've mentioned that I have this like brew and vape shop down the highway from me, and mm-hmm. I picked up a bunch of just like random shit that I thought looked cool. Um, this is from Red Clay Brewing Company in Auburn, Alabama, which was my favorite nice. place to go. Um, this is the Southern Bumpkin Sweet Potato Brown Ale for the ASMR fans. Oh, God. I splashed a little bit. I didn't hear anything. Damn it. Okay. You got to get it so close to the mic. That's why these mics are great. Does it pick up on anything? Does it pick up Ooh. on screaming children? That's actually delicious. You never last... tried it before. It's new. I don't recall. I may have when I was in Auburn at one point, but that was many eons ago. Um, eons. So that's delicious. The last one I drank, uh, what was that? 
I still have one in my fridge, another one in my fridge, and it was. It had a fun name, didn't it? Some about a bear. I remember your reaction though. You did not enjoy it because it was a pale ale. It was gross. Yeah, I hate. I hate a pale ale. Come for me if you must, people. But yeah, my favorite kind of beers are um, like. Belgian whites and stuff. I'm yeah. wearing an Allagash sweatshirt right now. Kevin got this meat for me for Christmas. It's a brewery up in Maine. Love. Oh my God. Love. Love, love, love. All right. Should we dive in? We should. We should. It's, it's time. about time. <laughs> Today's episode is about some New Year's resolutions and not the kind where we say we're going to go to the gym five times a week. But some resolutions, potential resolutions for BCBAs and RBTs, things to keep in mind as we move forward into the year 2023. By the time this episode drops, we'll already be in the year of our Lord 2023. But here's Should something in the year of our Lord. Yeah. I've never heard that saying before in my life. What? Didn't you grow up Catholic? Yeah, but Boston Catholics don't say that, I guess. I've never heard that before in my life. All right. Come at us in the comments if you've heard the year of our Lord. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Like, that really just threw me for a loop. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. It's like that that phrase, my brother in Christ. Like, when people are, like, Oh, I've been saying that a lot lately. When someone's responding to somebody on Twitter, it's so funny. Like, people are having a freak out about something stupid. It's like, my brother in Christ. I, I've said that like to Carter so many times this last week. I'm just like, my brother in Christ, why do you keep moving your legs? I am trying to put this on you. <laughs> that that was this morning. <laughs> it's cold outside. You need pants. Um. Oh, I sent you that Reddit post of the dude who was flipping out about his flight being delayed. And somebody was like, my brother in Christ, there's a polar vortex. Do you want the... Plane that's, to probably fall why the I start, that's probably why mm-hmm. I started saying yeah. it because I heard it there and then oh, it's yeah. just like so stuck funny. in my brain. It's so funny. I, yeah. I don't know who started it, but I'm going to. It's hilarious. Continue. It's hilarious. I love it. So right, yeah. let's get back on track. Yeah, back on track. <laughs> Resolutions for the year 2023. These are things that I'm going to keep in mind. These are things that I'm going to prompt my RBTs to keep in mind. Um, again, agree, disagree. These are just our suggestions right like right this isn't you don't have to do any of these excuse me any of these things right but new year new ish us or just improved consecutively getting better every day yeah yeah you know i wouldn't say you do what can you do but continuously try to improve right Exactly. That's what I try to do. One of the things you can do in this new year is honor ascent and ascent withdrawal. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the thing that we should put within our tool belt as BCBAs. Um, you know, as as adults, sometimes it's hard for me to say no as that people pleaser because I didn't really learn as a kid that like it's okay to say no to things. Mm-hmm. So... We want to honor that when in whatever way that our learners communicate saying no, not right now. If this task isn't like life or death. Why do I have to do it? Yeah. If, I, like, if we don't have to do it now. If like, they don't I really like... don't feel like tacting my colors at the moment. Yeah. 
Okay. Cool. Okay. Let's do something else. Thanks yeah. for telling me. Like what what like what else do you want to do? Here's this and this. Yeah. Or this and this. Like what do you want to do? Yeah. You gotta work on something. Right. But, but it doesn't have to be make, let's make it meaningful. Right. Like make it meaningful. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to my next point, which is centering the client's values. What a mm-hmm. great segue into I love a good natural one. Yeah. We want to we want to select goals that are meaningful to our clients, not just because this particular assessment says they don't have this skill to tact colors. If they can't tact colors, but they also can't meaningfully communicate their wants and needs, which one's gonna weigh heavier on my mind in terms of what do I need to target first? And, you know, going off that too, there can also be times when the client, where the color is important, right? They only want blue, purple, or green plate. So they True. need to be able to tack their colors because if you give them yellow plate and they're very upset. Yeah. That makes it like a meaningful one. That's one that probably will help them. So it's not to say don't tack colors. Right. right. But it's to say, is it really that important? That's completely up to the client. But like. And the other thing that's interesting too is like when we think about what a value is, a value is if we conceptualize that behavior analytically, that's a motivating operation. That's an MO. Mm -hmm. That's what drives our behavior. So. If we find a way to meaningfully target goals that are valuable to our clients, that have value, that are affected and influenced by their values, that's cool. And we can assess those things. We can assess those things through preference assessments. We can assess through asking our clients what's important to them, asking their their stakeholders, their, cl- their parents, their caregivers. And we can also do that by just observing. Mm-hmm. One of those- It's not that difficult. It's not. It's like a free operant preference assessment. Right. And like, I know that there are still some people that are like, oh, the science. And it's like, this works. So it's like, who cares if it works if you aren't? This leads into the next one. Leading with kindness. Yeah. Who cares if it works? Right. Who cares if you're not being compassionate? Who cares if... You know, like you have to lead with these things. You have to do those things. Because at the end of the day, like this is a human being's life that like, I don't want to say it's in your hands. Like that's really dramatic, but it's like, you know, you're working with them on something that literally it's just their movement of their muscles and glands, like how they behave. It's like, that's a huge, if not entire part of their life is what they do. (gasps) We have been tasked with a big responsibility big a big and it's like it's not you know like it's just because like i said just because it works and just because the science says like this is what works for the human brain if you're not going in with what matters and what is right for that individual it's it's a smooth point yeah yeah they'll follow through with the things but are they going to be happy no yeah they're going to be miserable that's why there are so many people that have said that aba has been you know controversial yeah and it's like because those people just led with science and they're not leading with kindness so it's really important in going into this next year the bcbas and rbts and everyone in the community oh sorry in this community alike to lead with 
kindness and compassion and like yeah it's it's not a hard thing to do it costs zero dollars to be kind it also costs zero dollars to be an asshole but the the not necessarily the cost after the fact of being an asshole is uh, much higher than the cost after the fact of being kind and just starting there the the bar is low man just being a nice person is that's a low bar but that's where we gotta start it's where we gotta start it's just like you know you don't always have to be so angry with people no what i mean like the world's not out to get you no i don't think we're just trying to get by day by day and if we can get through one day behaving in a way that's meaningful yeah and can you know socially be a thing if that's what's important to you then like yeah we made it through the day what did i just what i see the other day it was a funny post i saw it last night when i should have been sleeping um Stop blaming everyone for all of your problems. Pick one person you hate and blame them for everything. So I'm going to live by that philosophy. (laughs) But you want to know what? What? The joke's on me. It's me. I'm the person I hate the most. (laughs) I'm like thinking like, who do I hate so much? And I can blame it on. I was like, I guess it's myself. The fucking mirror, man. (laughs) I'm looking at the man. I'm asking him to change his ways, but I am asking him. I am once again asking you, Lauren, please. Please fucking do something different. (laughs) Do something. No, I will say I have to give myself a toot for the last week of the year. I finally got it together. Where I have worked and I have mothered. (gasps) You did it. The last week of the year, because I did not work a lot this year. No, and that's fine. Thank you, mom and dad. Sometimes you just have to shout out your 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 realness. Like if I didn't have my parents, I would that would not be a good time. That was a loud sound. I'm sorry. I had to send a text message. I didn't hear it at all. Great. Oh, I love Great. these mics. They're so good. Oh my god. If they can't pick up screaming children and like sounds that you're like, oh sorry. Like that's amazing. Um, we but love it also it. can't pick up beer cans opening i'm sad about that because i remember last time you cracked open something it, it sounded heavenly because you have the thing on and i don't oh okay i got the little and muffler. like i had it like right there so close yeah, yeah like it was like i was a little scared and it still splashed everywhere so whatever man whatever man Am I a little tipsy already? Yes. But like I said, I had nothing to eat today and I've had this much already and it was full. And your mimosa is 90 proof. (laughs) One thing we're going to do in this new year as BCBAs. Yes. We're accepting feedback and not taking it personally. Yep. Yeah. There's a fine line, I think. Sure. Sure. And And delivery is important. Yeah. And if people are, aren't being rude about it, or it's like, hey, I need this from you because this is like, why, why, why? Like, yeah, you listen, you accept it. Right. What you do with it is different than just accepting it and not getting mad about it. Sure, exactly. And, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, right? Like if it's if it's feedback that's going to help you grow, 
be open and and willing to accept that like oh hey what i see you doing this this particular way try it this way because i've had more success with x y and z right um, or you know if you have an rbt that comes to you and says hey i'm feeling a little unsupported can you do x y and z to help me feel a bit more supported don't take that personally take that as oh shit i need to change let me change my behavior and make sure you feel supported Especially um, if they're going to you saying like, this is what I need. Yeah. That's a hard How hard thing is to it do. to just be, I don't think it's that hard. I think it's hard for the RBT to be like, this is what I need. Exactly. To, that's to, what I meant. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, hard yeah, to like, go to, to somebody tact, and say. Like what you need. Yeah. And if you're getting told like, this is what I need, X, Y, Z. Whoa. You, you already have half the thing done. Right. Because you could just go to you and be like, I don't feel supportive. Yeah. Well, how don't you feel supported? I just don't. What can like, I do? They to could be you? that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's so just it's take hard. It. It's hard to approach somebody who's in a role that is above you, mm-hmm. and even sometimes your own friends. You know. Oh my God, for sure. It's hard to open up. It's harder. It's, it's a vulnerability to be able to say hey, I, this is the support that I need. So if someone's coming to you in a in a state of vulnerability and saying, this is the support that I need, be open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take it as you're doing everything wrong. Right. That is a memo to directly to me, right? As somebody who is still, you know, processing being a perfectionist, just because someone gives me some feedback does not necessarily mean I've done everything wrong or I'm a, and I'm definitely, if I'm getting feedback, it's not because I'm a bad person. Right. Those are not connected. Not at all. Those are not connected at all. It's so, all situational. It's all mm-hmm. individualized. It's all personal. Yeah. Like what yeah. works for one person and how you talk to them may not work for another person and how you talk to them that that, that way. Like, yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If someone does come to you and tell you you're being a dick and gives you examples of how you're being a dick. If it walks like be... a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah. Dicks don't have legs, <laughs> like... but if they did. <laughs> but, you know, like if somebody's telling you, like, Some this do. is harmful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Welcome to my Tinder feed. <laughs> But right, if someone tells you what you're doing to them is harmful, it's it's not like a and I don't want to like throw that word around like it's like right. just right. a nothing burger word. Cause there are a lot of times that people say words now that just like get like said so much. Yeah. That people use it incorrectly and it loses its actual meaning in the yeah. context. But when we're talking about harm, like we're talking about like define it. Uh, you're you're good at I think you're really good at defining it, honestly harmful one it's it's perceived by that person and it's anything that causes physiological psychological mental or spiritual pain and suffering right that's a lot a lot of those are could be perceived as mentalistic right Mm -hmm. like spiritual Mm -hmm. harm psychological harm um, you know, mental, like we can't, we can't necessarily see those wounds, but if somebody is using their verbal behavior and telling me that this is the wound that I have from this particular action that you did, listen to that. Right. 
And it's like, maybe it seemed very harmless to you. Sure. But it can be harmful. And, you know, sometimes people, like I've said, they'll use harmful, like when they just mean like their feelings are hurt. Yeah. Which can, you know, be like, oh, well, what do you mean? Like it was harmful. Like you could, that's a harsh word. It's a harsh yeah. word. It's a, it's not an easy word to say. Cause it's like, it almost, when, when I think harmful and before, like I like, you know, really thought about it more in depth it was all it was almost like it was like i did something to you like it was intentional yeah like i'm intending to be harmful but it's like sometimes like you're just like unintentional like you don't know exactly exactly you're with this person like it, it something in their past i don't like using this word but like it triggered yeah this emotional response and it's like they don't want to go through that and like why like what good does it do? Like, why, why can't you just be like, okay, like, no, I get that. Like, they're going to go through harm for what? For you to what? Right. I don't want to not change. be uncomfortable. Yeah, like, to not be uncomfortable to hear the, to hear some feedback. Right? Like, no? it's it's okay just, just to sit with them and be like, I'm sorry. I'll yeah. do better. I won't do it again. Like, because, like, if you're going to do it again, like, what's the point? Like, to hurt this person? That's that's when it's intentional. Sure. Right. If it's unintentional the first time and then you receive feedback and then you do it again, now that's intentional and now you're intentionally causing harm and that's shitty. Don't do that. That's <laughs> shitty. Like, don't be that person. Again, just because it works. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. Just because it works. Growth is hard, man. Accepting Growth feedback is hard. is hard sometimes when it when it comes to like something you have misstepped or misspoken about. Um it's it's hard to hear that, but lean into that feeling of discomfort. Be willing to accept that feeling of discomfort so that you can grow and change and not perpetuate harm again. Right. For what reason? Yeah. Even if it's like you fucked up your fucking citation on your paper and you're getting feedback on that. Okay. You get the feedback. It's a little uncomfortable. It's like, ah, shit, I thought I did it right. But now you've gotten that feedback and you're not going to do it again. And you're going to have to. You're going to learn from it. Like you're still, still behavior analytic. And when there's, when there's moments where you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, again, it comes back to vulnerability don't be afraid to ask for help or guidance. Mm-hmm. All of I feel these like things. I ask Rachel for help and guidance all the time. Now. <laughs> all of these things take a level of vulnerability and openness to and and acceptance of like this is uncomfortable. This is me. I'm this person with a master's degree. I should know what I'm talking about. I should know what I'm doing. But also, like, you don't have to know everything. There are people around you that are a wealth of information. There are so many resources, especially now in this age of Instagram and the connections that we've made, you know, like you're never at a loss to find somebody who can help you. Right. Another thing that I, I think is important for people to learn about in this new year, if you haven't already, I think one of the big words of the year of our lord 2022 is burnout <laughs> i'm gonna burn use it out yes i love that i looking back to a year ago can recognize the signs and symptoms that i had of burnout and it's mm-hmm. it's really sad too right like i was only maybe a year a year and a half into being a bcba and was already burnt the fuck out 
Yep. And I feel like that happens a lot. So recognizing it's a, it's a pretty price tag. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like the physical cost, it is the emotional cost. And coming mm-hmm. back from that is hard. If we developing talk about boundaries is hard. Developing boundaries is hard. Um rebounding from that burnout is a challenge. So knowing and recognizing the the first inklings of those signs and symptoms is so important. So you can once again reach out and ask for the help that you need. We're coming from a place of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable and ask for that help and get it. Advocate for yourself. And you want to know a thing about burnout too. I gotta say something about burnout. Cause I was just like as you said, like thinking about like to like last year, and that's what I was just thinking of. I just started like working again and it's really been easy for the most part. It's just like when I can, I'm going to do it. I get it done. When you need bird videos, you send me a text message and I send you bird right. videos. Exactly. Like, and, and it's been easy, you know, mm-hmm. but there's part of me throughout the day that gets upset that I'm not doing more because burnout was so expected of me that like, why is it easy? Yeah. It shouldn't be easy. I should be working more. Yeah. So I'm going into this new year still easing my way back in, trying to remind myself that it's important as a BCBA to do what you can. Like burnout may be inevitable, Mm -hmm. but do what you can to lessen. Like you don't have to burn at both ends. And if you do burn at both ends, you can blow one out at one point. Like one's going to be a slower burn. Like you just yeah. got to do what makes the most sense to you. Right. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> I say sometimes it means taking a pay cut. When I left that job, mm-hmm. I took on a, another job, the one that at the the company that I currently work for. And I got a pay increase, but I got an hours decrease. I was working like around the clock at my old mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. and um I took an immediate decrease in hours but an increase in pay and I was like oh that's available right what <laughs> like I had no idea I had no yep. idea right so, one of my one of my good friends is taking um it's actually going to be a pay increase but uh, hours decrease and that's like how you want to do it. But it's like, you have yeah. to like leave where you are. Like, and yeah. then, you know, being open to that, because if you're working in a place right now, that's like, that, that doesn't value you, yeah. but they're paying you well, but they're treating you like shit. Um, you gotta, you gotta really open your eyes. <laughs> like yeah. If you're working 60 hours a week and like, they don't care. Yeah. Like. There, there's an, there's like another place that maybe you like you don't get it right now like you have like this lifestyle and stuff and like you have all these bills and it's like do you care about your ethics yeah right now i'm sing singling out people that i'm hoping are listening like do you care about your ethics yeah you know sometimes what I mean? like, sometimes that pay cut is worth it for the increase in the mental health because yep. the increase in the mental health and being in an environment where you know, hopefully the people around you, the people that work with you and you work under and you work around are aware of burnout and aren't, you know, pushing you to burn that candle at both ends and quickly burn out. Um, and then the other thing too is, 
it's important for us as supervisors to like be cognizant of those signs and symptoms. So that way we can teach that to our RBTs because the last thing we want is burnt out RBTs. Those are the ones who are implementing our plans. Um, We want to model what it's like to ask for help and support. We want to model what it's like to have these boundaries and, and, you know, say no to things. We want to model those behaviors because if, if they're a good RBT, if they're really passionate about this field and they want to do well, like we want to, we want to inspire that. We want to inspire them to keep going and not mm-hmm. burn out. And I've told so many of my RBTs, I'm like, tell me if you start feeling these things, right. I am open to hearing about it because I, the last thing I want is anyone to ever feel the way that I did a year ago. Yep. Burnout can happen in any it position. Can. It so, can. Being aware really? of those signs and symptoms is really important. Um, yep. The other thing that I'm going to do more of, and I know I've posted about this on my Instagram, is asking why. Not just why, as in why is this behavior happening? What's the function? I, you know, sure, that is a component of what I do as a behavior analyst. But when it comes to if I'm presenting a demand, if I want to push through with this demand, if I am targeting a specific skill for acquisition, if I'm targeting a specific behavior for decrease, if I am about to call somebody difficult, why am I doing that? Why am I targeting this behavior for decrease? Is it bothering me or is it bothering the individual? Why am I targeting this skill for increase? Is it because it's valuable to this client? Is it because it is a behavior that will open more doors for them? Or is it because my AFL said they can't do it? Mm-hmm. Why am I calling this person difficult when I don't necessarily know? And then that that comes back to, you know, being a kind person. Right. If we come at things with a kind and compassionate lens, sure. Do we have difficult moments in our job? Yeah. Do we have difficult moments with teachers, clients, parents, other caregivers and stakeholders? Yeah, we do. But you know what? It's not about me. I don't know what they're dealing with when I right. walk out of that room. And you want to know what? Difficult is very subjective. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not that the individual is difficult. It's that you, not you, but you know, yeah. the person is having difficulty dealing with it and they don't know what to do so why is it on the client to change all the time you know what i mean yeah like that's why parent training is so important yeah it's important i i had this conversation with a parent not that long ago like if we are expecting lasting behavior change it's not just our client who we're quote-unquote expecting to change it's right all of us we are the parenting goals yeah we are the environment and your behavior has to change if you want to see lasting behavior change. Right. It's really, really important to like, to have that in, in into account. Like the parents at the end of the day, the, or caregivers, I'll say caregivers, yeah. that's better. The caregivers at the end of the day are the people that are going to have to implement everything that we do and we can do mm-hmm. everything, but if they're not doing their part for behaviors that most likely they want to change, it's not us anymore. Yeah. And the other thing too, is like, we can write these goals. We can write these plans. We can do, we can conduct our parent training. Right. 
But if we haven't met them where they're at, yeah, we're going to experience some pushback from that parent. Yep. And we're going to have, quote unquote, difficult parents. But really. You know what it all goes back to? Their values. Their values. (laughs) We have not. Why is this parent being, quote unquote, difficult? Is because we haven't done a good enough job of analyzing the values of the client and the family unit as a whole. Yep. We're not so. doing enough. And it's kind of shitty to hear, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there may be parents that are just going to be difficult no matter what. Yeah. But that still falls on you. Yeah. Maybe you're not the BCBA for them. Sure. Take yourself off the case. Yeah. And again, don't take it personal. Take that as feedback. Don't. Take that right. as feedback, but not as a personal attack. Right. You know? If people are personally attacking you, like... I you hate the know way it. Yeah. Right. Like, you That's know it. Like, if they're like, you're a fucking shitty BCBA. Sure. You can take that kind of personal. Sure. Yeah. But absolutely. if they're saying like, I don't know if you're the right BCBA for us. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Entirely okay. Entirely you're valid. And again, BCBA for someone else. Yeah. Not, not a personal attack. Just mm-hmm. we're not the right fit. It's like any that's relationship. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, one of the other things I'm going to do moving forward into 2023, vary my assessments. Yes, dude. Just because it's like recommended doesn't mean you gotta do that one. Right. Like now I'll be honest, getting back into the ease of things, doing the Vineland just to get an initial assessment off the ground is easy. Sure. Am I planning on doing the peak? in the middle of my like time with this client so I can get better data. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm learning more about peak and I, I, what I've learned about it so far, I really like. Right. It's great. I think it's very you. It's very me. Yeah. You know, it all relates back to like using, you know, like act and relational frames. Yeah. Which is, is it perfect. No, nothing is perfect, no, but you nothing know, we is have perfect, to do. But- Human behavior is not perfect. Right. And we have to do these assessments for insurance, right? Right. I'm going to do one that is a little more meaningful to me, to my client, gets me some more meaningful outcomes. If my client is nine, I'm not fucking using the VB map. I don't care. No. Come on. No. Do better. If I could and I could just ask the client and their family what they wanted to work on without having to do a whole fucking assessment, I would. Yeah. Like, but do do they, do they know these gestures like this to come here? And I'm like, oh my god. Um, another thing yeah. that I have, I've been actively working on this year, and it it has it has been challenging. Um, but I've come up with some good ways to do this thing. Is setting boundaries, and we talked about this a little bit with burnout, like the inability to set boundaries can be a a contributing factor in increasing the likelihood that you will experience burnout. Um, I've done several things in this year that I'm going to continue on with into the new year. One of them being like having my own Google voice account, you know, Mm -hmm. people that's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. People don't need my personal number. They don't, we are not, emergency service providers no we're not no nope we're not and i can't do anything in that moment like i'm at home i'm watching wheel of fortune (laughs) like (laughs) 
old I'm as shit. I'm Mimosa Inn. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Judy. I can't help. Yeah. This is a tomorrow No one's problem. named Judy. I just, that just came to my yeah. mind just so everyone knows. Yeah. The all-knowing Judy. Yeah. I mean. Judge Judy. Judge Judy's always judging. But yeah, a good way to avoid feeling burnt out is setting those boundaries and and being firm about them. Like, I don't have to answer this text after 5, 6 p.m. I don't have to answer texts on the weekends unless I want and there to. Will be, and there will be people that will be mad that you're setting up these boundaries. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. They're going to mm-hmm. call you selfish. They're going to say, why are you doing this? But that's because your boundaries don't align with their needs. Yeah. But that's not on you. Right. If you truly have an emergency, call 911. 100%. Like, that, that, that it, man. That's, just, that's just what it is. Like Everything it can wait till the next business hour. Right. Business day. Whatever. Right. Whenever I see it. Because that's when I can, that's when I can do something about it is when I see it. Yeah. Like if I, you, not when I see it, but it's like, I can't do anything about it if I'm not actively looking. Yeah. Like if that's a text message, like on my Google voice number, maybe I don't turn it on for a couple of days. If it's, if it's that awful, like I still, I definitely can't do anything about it. Yeah. I definitely can't. If like you needed me like five minutes ago. Sorry. I'm really sorry. And it's like, not selfish. Can, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's keeping your peace. Yeah. And, you know, those boundaries extend to more than just, like, work. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anybody an explanation for your boundaries. You really don't. If there's a boundary that you set and you've set it for your own reasons, you don't owe anybody a fucking explanation. And that's not selfish. That, once again, is protecting your peace. I don't owe anybody my time. I don't owe anybody my resources. I don't owe anybody me. No. Except for my employers for the hours that I'm contracted to work. Like, there are some people that you might owe, like, something. Sure. Yeah. But, because I was just thinking that, but it's like, there are, this is where it's like, yeah, like, you, like, owe someone something. But it's like. Unless it's do or die and it's, and it's going to be harmful towards you and you really just don't want to do it. Like, you don't have to. Yeah. That's what I think, like, a lot of people kind of forget is, like, if you're at a shit job or you're at a shit place or you're at a shit time in your life, like, you don't have to to do that. Like, there can be things that you can change and it's going to piss people off. But it's like, yeah, who who, who is it benefiting for you staying? You or them? I bet yeah. it's not you. Yeah. So it's important to set boundaries, you know? Yeah. And you know what? That that goes into seeking out opportunities to learn. Like there are mm-hmm. CEs out there that teach you of what not to do as a company, as a supervisor, as all of these things. Like they talk about these things. It's super important that you, as you continue to grow as a BCBA, seek out to learn these new things. Mm-hmm. But learn new things that are valuable to you. Like yes. and maybe sometimes those are CEs that you don't necessarily think are going to be like the most important because like maybe you know it, maybe it doesn't really matter. But like sometimes it's like fun to just try it out. Maybe you like it. Yeah. But take that time and opportunity. Like some companies give out CEs. Some people reimburse for CEs, but do stuff. Like yeah. learn and don't just like put them on in the background. Now, I'm guilty of that right. sometimes, but like 
When I'm on my Adderall, I can multitask. I can write, I can edit a, a treatment plan and I can, I can listen to, I'm, do I multitask well? No, sometimes I will pause. I do like recorded CEs because I can pause. I can write the notes. I like attending live because I can engage. But then I right. love when like there's the recording that's sent out after the fact because I can go back and I can take my notes. Um, but don't wait until the last minute to get your CEs, you know, find see but don't necessarily be like Rachel and already have them done after you just <laughs> true I did recertify in June or July and I I'm done I'm over yeah. already whoops sorry yeah. I still have to put some in yeah I'm not mad about it you I do need like so good I do need a couple more supervision CEs like I have the number but I need a couple more supervision ones I think it's that's good Everyone yeah. should have, like, there should be more supervision. Like, it should be really yeah. be like a third, a third, a third. Like, I know. What's so wrong with doing more supervision and ethics CEs? Like, there's right. nothing wrong with that. And I think like, in the that future, should be we're doing more. Yeah. In the future, they're adding diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think that is so, oh God, important. so important. I know for the state of Maryland that if you are licensed in the state of Maryland, you must take a cultural competency course, like a whole course. Yeah. Well, it. Welcome to Alabama. I know. Um, I know. But I mean, you know, CEs are important. Yes, we have to do those to maintain our certification, to, um, you know, build our, keep building our toolbox. Um, the other thing that I've been doing and I want to do more of in the new year is read and learn outside of the field of behavior analysis. Like I read um, Unconscious Bias. Well, I listened to it on audiobook and it was captivating. Um because it was, you know, kind of geared towards corporate office life, but so applicable. And it was without being directly behavior analytic, it was very behavior analytic. There were a lot of well, like- think about behavior. Yeah. There were specific Everywhere. behaviors that, that they outlined that you can do to recognize and, and combat unconscious bias in yourself, in- people around you in your organization and it was really cool um i think that's great that's awesome so there's there's a whole list of other books that i want to read that are outside the scope of behavior analysis but that will still help me grow as a human being and mm -hmm. inevitably help me be a better clinician because i'll be you know hopefully more understanding and more knowledgeable right. of like things that are going on in the world right oh I, and you can I, also listen beautiful. to podcasts Oh, you like can, ours. You can listen to podcasts. Like ours. Yeah. Go back to old episodes if you haven't listened to season one. Yeah. And one day, one day, we will have CEUs attached to these. Today is not oh that day. Oh, my God. Today is not that day, but one day. It's called manifestation. And is it a superstitious behavior? Sure. Yeah. Do we give a fuck? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're, just, we're spouting off things. We're talking about things. And hopefully people are learning a couple of things. And that's what matters to us. Yep. One other thing that I, it's a skill I'm still learning is to advocate. We teach self-advocacy skills to our clients. I don't know that I have a lot of these skills in myself. So I'm learning and I'm working on it and I'm practicing to advocate for my needs, to advocate for my clients' needs, um, to advocate for different learning opportunities. Again, you mentioned like 
Some companies have, um, you know, CEUs that they give out for free. Some will pay for CEUs. Advocate for that. If you're like, hey, I see this opportunity, advocate for yourself. And the worst they can say is no, we won't pay for that. Right. Um, But at least you tried. Yeah. At least you tried. Additional training. If there's something that you are feeling not so solid in, advocate for some additional training. Advocate for yourself to take to take time to rest and recharge. That's an important one. Not just rest because you got sick and you have to. Right. Build that time in. And that's a hard one, especially. That's yes. <laughs> that's that, you. That's me. I always just wait until I'm sick and cannot move anymore. Um, but advocate for yourself to say, mm-hmm. you know what? I can't take on this extra client. I can't right. do this extra thing. Um, and arv- advocate for your RBT's needs as well. Model that behavior of advocating for their needs, for your own needs. Model setting boundaries. Model taking time to rest and recharge. That scared the what shit was out of me. I heard that. What was that? There's the cat feeder. Oh, that really oh. picked up. I heard that. My God. It was so loud in my headphones. I was like, there's gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. Anyway, Shit. advocate, model right. that. At the advocate. end of the day, like at all these like at things that Rachel said, like to advocate, like these are just like advocating for your ethics. Yeah. Like you have a code to live up by. Like at the end of the day, all these things are boiled down to your ethics. Like yeah, you have a code. You know the rules. Advocate for those because at the end of the day, like we're held to this standard. Yeah, follow through with it. And if you get bit in the ass for advocating for your ethics, at least you did the right thing. Right. And you don't want to be there anyway. Right. You don't want to be doing that anyway. No. No. So a lot of these things, a lot of these resolutions can are good for BCBAs, are good for BCABAs, are good for RBTs. Um, but this last one, maybe not the assessment piece. If you're an RBT, you're probably not running assessments unless your your BCBA supervisor has enlisted you to help conduct portions of an assessment, right? Mm -hmm. But this last piece I think is really important for BCBAs and BCABAs to remember. And the take-home piece I want for RBTs, as BCBAs, we need to be reminding our RBTs how valuable they are as a part of what we do. Yep. Integral. Right. So important. They are the ones making sure that our programs are running. They are the ones in their day-to-day running our programs. And they are so important to our client success. Yeah. They're the backbone of what we do. We write the plans. Sure. We pop in once, twice a week. Sure. We analyze the data. But they are the ones who are responsible for for doing what we've written and doing it well. Our responsibility is to train them well to do these things well. And our responsibility is to remind them how valuable they are. Exactly. Like, it's really important, especially because, like, I see that there are some people that are, like, against the three-tier model, which Mm -hmm. I can understand. Sure. Um, But we would not be able to, as BCBAs, deliver as much service as we can without RBTs. We sure. need those people. We need the people that care enough to do this work 
important work. Like I always say to my RBTs, like, you know more about this client than I do. Yep. I see data. I'll see them once a week. You know who they are. Yeah. I know what they do. And there's a completely big difference. Yep. You know what I mean? Yolanda Hadid said it best. I think it was character isn't what you do. It's who you are or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was the other way around. But that's the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) Thank you. That was our tagline. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Gigi and Bella Hadid's mother. Do you know who those people are? I do. Okay. So, like, that's their mom. She was on Beverly Hills. Um, So, it's so important because I'm like, I don't, I, you can tell me, like, I can write something out and be like, okay, like, this may work. And then be like, no, 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 no. Like, mom told me this once randomly, like, she forgot to tell you and I forgot to tell you because we're all human. Like, yeah. He doesn't take well to that. So like, we're not going to do that. Like, okay, like, why am I going to write a plan for it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Like, it's so important. Like, you got to tell these people, like, they are, without, without, without them, you don't, your case kind of like, yeah, you don't get as many hours and like, people can argue like you don't need that many hours. And I agree with that. Sure. But you need some. Yeah. One hour a week ain't going to do it. No, you need, you need consistency. Um, And if you're an RBT and you're listening to this. And you don't hear enough how valuable you are. Know that we know that you are valuable. Um, and I you make can book sure... a mentor session with me. I'm just going to throw that in there. Yeah. If you want to hear I'll nothing but how valuable you are, please book a mentorship session with Lauren. <laughs> please put a price to your valuability. But like, yeah, I'm just joking. You are valuable. You're so you important. Whether your BCBA who may be burnt out, maybe not be the best fit BCBA for you, doesn't tell you enough. Like, yeah, you're doing the good work. Yeah. And I think all of, of yes, all of these things lead up to if, if our RBTs are happy and that, and feel valued and appreciated and supported, then all of the rest of these things are going to fall into place so easily. So we have to model these behaviors. We have to be constantly learning we have to be you know setting those boundaries we have to be modeling taking time to rest and recharge um we have to be modeling asking myself why am i doing this um not just about your job as a whole every now and again it's good to be like why do i do this come back to your values but on the day-to-day why am i asking this particular demand we model these things so that we and our rbts don't experience burnout um, right. And then in the end, that leads to meaningful, lasting client outcomes and meaningful change. That is the ticket, folks. That's the ticket. I love it. It's a golden ticket. Oh. And I got the golden, golden ticket. <laughs> Oh man, but you know, you want to know what that was? It was fun. And that's one of the last things we want BCBAs to remember this year. Yeah. It's to have fun. fun. Like the minute you're not having fun, the minute is when you need to reevaluate. Right. right. That's what we've said. We have a really hard job. Right. We have a really hard job. We have a hard job being BCBAs. It's not an easy job, but like it can be some of the most fun times if you are seeing progress and like seeing like people be happy 
Yeah. Because you're part of that making their life, you know, I don't want to say you're making their life more meaningful, but you're helping them do so themselves. Yeah. And, and if you're getting on the floor and playing games and being creative and like allowing your so clients fun. to be creative. Oh my God. It's so fun. I played sequence for the first time the other day because my client loves it. And it was kid what? sequence. I never What's played that? sequence before. Oh, you never played sequence before either. It's uh-huh. like another, it's like a game where like you have like cards and then there's like chips and there's like a whole bunch that goes on with it. But I never okay. played it before and they had sequence kids and I was like, great. I get paid to get p- playing on a board game on the floor right now. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be so difficult. Like it can be going shopping for some older clients. It can yeah. be stuff like you just got to remember to have fun with it. It doesn't have to be so. I brought it. I brought this game to my client. It's called Shoot the Poop. <gasps> That's funny. It was a toilet, and you had these little like silicone poops, and you had to launch them into the toilet. Oh, it was a blast. That's hilarious, and I love that. <laughs> but like, let's not forget the turtle. Oh my god! Why am I buying so many toys? With about to shit. You, that's oh weird, god. Rachel. Okay, I. If you think Rachel has a shit weird. <laughs> yeah (laughs) you're correct you're correct correct. i guess that's a wrap for our first episode of season two do you have any personal resolutions going into the new year i find it hard to be resolution based yeah um because i never really live up to it so it's not super reinforcing for me but right i do try every year to say something but i think this year i'm just gonna continue to work on being more patient yeah i think that's really you know as a new mom you have to have so much patience yeah um and i will say i'm lucky in the sense that i've had a few years of other people's kids screaming at me so and having to be empathetic towards them so it's a little bit easier with my own son like really being empathetic towards him and just you know being like hey you're a dumb kid like your brain is but you can't help it because you were born four months ago right and it's just not even four like he's gonna be 12 weeks old on saturday so it's like you know so I have, I'm just like trying to work on being more patient because I think it's a good skill for me to have like not only at home, but in the oh, workplace. Nice. Yeah. And I guess I also would like to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight by the end of 2023. But my yeah. birthday would be ben- would be great, but I don't think I can lose 25 pounds in two months. <laughs> Three months. I don't, not in a healthy way, but. But there's always. <laughs> we find you some boss babes and. No. <laughs> No, I already told you the symptom that I have with Adderall. I don't want it to come again. Oh, man. Oh, my God. What about you? Any good resolutions? And I won't even say good, just yeah. I Again, I want to continue on this path that I've started this year, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I know this isn't, like, measurable. I'm going to say this thing, and it's not going to be measurable, and you're going to be like, you're a bad BCBA because you didn't operationally defined if you're what starting a sentence with you're a bad bcba you need to recheck yourself <laughs> um but Go i want to yourself right. about that <laughs> <laughs> i want to do better at setting those boundaries i want to be you know i want to make act a daily practice in my life even on the hard days even on the the most challenging days um and i want to read more i want to read more 
want to meet read more articles and I want to read more um nonfiction books. That those are some of my goals. You should start with some memoirs for nonfiction books. Oh my May god. I suggest all of the housewives. <gasps> May I suggest I okay, I'm having some back and forth feelings about Heather Gay's memoir now. So I'm still gonna read it. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. I have the complete Housewives book. All it's all diamonds and rose. I have um Garcelle's book, Portia's book, Stasi from uh, from Vanderpump Rules, Margaret Joseph's Dorinda, and then the other Housewives book. Outstanding. Outstanding. I don't have everyone's memoir because some people I just some of them I just don't have. Some of them I just don't care. Yeah, and that's fair. That wraps up our show for season two, episode one. Thank you for being here. Um, if you are not a subscriber yet, you probably got a bit shorter of an episode. So I highly suggest that you join us over on Supercast. Our link is going to be in the show notes, but it is mm-hmm. www.behaviorandbs.supercast.com. We have several tiers that you can sign up for ranging from $1 to $12, depending on how much of us you want to hear and see. Um, mm-hmm. You can that- also find that at our website, too. You can go to yes. our website. Yes. www. That's hard to say. Behaviorandbs.com. And you can find the Supercast through there, too. Yes. And in our link trees, in our bios, for me, that's at Calabama underscore behavior analyst. And I am at the pop culture analyst. And at Behavior and BS, that's our podcast. With this new season, we are going to be pumping out more content. We are super excited. We're going to be utilizing this Instagram page a little bit more than we have been um, because we're pretty excited. One of our tiers, our first level tier, and all of them really, is a shout out at the end of each episode to our subscribers. So today's episode, we're just going to shout out who we've got to hopefully get y'all excited about being subscribers and coming to join us on the Supercast side. Um, So big shout outs to Naomi Story, a dear friend of mine. You can find her at the Cheeky Behaviorist on Instagram. We love Meg Solomon. She is at Across Environments on Instagram. And if you've heard- Fantastic content. Yeah. If you've heard me talking about CEUs, many of them that I've attended this year have been hers. Um, We've got our dear friend Troy Berg at Behavioral Stories on Instagram. We love Troy. Love Troy. He is an expert in all things OBM and the crossover of OBM and ABA. Um, we love to see it. Rosie at Rosie Eats Behavior. Boy, do we love Rosie. And we are going to see her very soon. And last but not least, Leanne Page of Parenting with ABA, another great content contributor to the lovely ABA Instagram and social media world. Um, her CEUs are ones that I attend every month. Um, y'all go follow these wonderful people. They are incredible behavior analysts. They provide such meaningful content. Follow us on Supercast for more episodes, for longer episodes. Man, we're having fun over here. 
We're having so much fun. I love it. Anyways, enjoy the first week of the new year. Go forth and... Prosper? No, don't be a dick. Oh. (laughs) But I had my Star Trek game. You did. I'm very proud of you. Live long and prosper and don't (laughs) be a dick. And don't be a dick. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. 